Hello and welcome to April edition of Stove Automotives, this one's in motorsport. I'm Sean Smith and I'm joined by Sam Green. Hello. And Chris Strickland. Morning. How's everyone? Alright, not too bad. Yeah, good, good. That's alright then. Um, I mean, it's spring. The weather's warm enough. It's too hot. Longer days. It's not too hot. It is. It's it is in the sun. Oh, I would admit. It's, not, it's not that hot. It's above twelve degrees. It's too hot. I was going to say it's double figures. Careful. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> it's too hot. Um, yeah, no, I think it's everything's going up. Motorsports kicking off again. Yeah. It is. You so. know, it's not long before BTCC comes back, World Superbikes comes back. The month of Ooh, May. Is F- seeing yeah, the month the, of May. Yeah, May, IndyCar, Indy 500. Have you yeah. seen racing in British touring cars this year? No. There's okay. so many cars. I've seen, like, the, the line-up for it. It's mad. Yeah, no, I, one that I saw yesterday, I didn't really even realise he did any racing at all. Um, Rick Parfit from Status Quo. Oh. The guitarist mm. from Status Quo is doing the British Touring Car Championship this year, which is interesting. So if he wins a race, does he rock out? <laughs> I, I assume so, yeah. Get in there. I mean, it just shows, you know, you can do anything <clears throat> anything in life if you're a very, very rich rock star, yeah. Rockstar, yeah. Right. Which we know nothing about unless you like and subscribe. Yeah. To who? Yeah. There you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, this month for motorsport, uh, <laughs> April. So we, we've, uh, let's see, we've got three topics. Uh, let's start with the world of Formula One and a bit of controversy. What controversy in F1? <laughs> Sam, what's been going on? Um, well, this year's rules essentially have kind of punished the uh, low rake cars, such as um, State. He's yeah. Well, the theory is it's a, 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 yeah, allegedly, yeah. it's been done to slow down the the flatter cars. Um, so, just for any of our listeners who don't understand what rake is, it's what you use on the garden you... in the garden when you have loads of leaves on the ground. It is yes, but it's also the angle of attack of a racing car. So the back of the car is raised higher than the front, and that can help with the efficiency of the aerodynamics. Um, so people like Red Bull, if you look at their sort of, especially like the 2010s, generally speaking, like pre-2014, they were really, really high at the back to get maximum efficiency out of the diffuser and the rear wing. Um, and they use that, a lot of the teams now use that methodology apart from realistically Mercedes and therefore by diffusion... Aston Martin. <laughs> good, that was good there. I love that. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, because yeah, the uh, whole idea of the concept is to basically extend the effect of the diffuser to the front of the floor and then seal off the edges to almost create a ground effect type yes. skirt system. So that instead of having a, I don't know, a diffuser that's the length of, I don't know, for the sake of example, 500, you know, half a metre long. What you mean? It big, then becomes... Two two and a half meters long, or whatever the length of the floor is, because you're basically creating the whole floor into a diffuser, and then thus, you know, you've got more downforce, yeah. which in yeah. theory really does work. Which, when you look at the cars, just looks ridiculous. It's the idea because you're thinking. Go on. I was going to say it's basically the idea of um, extending out, and it, it keeps the air from going turbulent. Because obviously, the, the longer you can stretch the air out and keep it consistent, the more you can benefit from it down the line. And yes, yeah. Yes, yeah, um, it's still pressure differences, basically. Yes, yeah. and essentially the, the, 
the uh, the way that Mercedes have been running the floor of their cars for the last few years is basically because of the size of the floor, they've made they've maximised the efficiency of it at a lower rake. Um, and now the rules have changed. They have less of that floor to play with because the floors have got smaller. Um, and therefore, it's in theory penalising them slightly and slowing them down because now they have to change what they're doing more than what the high rake cars were. Um, so this, and that's that's the, the point of argument, basically. So there were two or three changes that occurred through this uh, this rule change. Um, the most obvious, I suppose, is on the the floor of the car, where if you look down from the top, you've bet they've basically taken two triangular wedge areas in front of the rear wheels, and basically you can't put anything there. Uh, before we were seeing little winglets and pop-ups uh, on the floor, which basically the teams were just trying to mould the air round in between the tyres towards the diffuser and the rear wing as well. Uh, so mm. teams such as Mercedes were and Red Bull actually were, do, were doing quite a lot of work around there and the idea was basically to say right, can't, you can't do that um, but what we've seen is that the floor area has all the all the weird sort of wiggles and wings have been moved further up and around uh, to to what's left of the floor, and they've it's got, it's got some interesting uh, looks. Yeah, they created almost like a Z step. Yeah, they? that's right. I think that's yeah. what they're beginning to call it as well, like a Z step. But, um, but that's that's one. The other is, of course, uh, on the diffuser strakes themselves. So basically, if you look from behind the car, you'll see what looks like a very spaced out comb. I suppose you could call it. Uh, you've got like three or four, sorry, four or five, um, basically vertical slats um which is where the channels go for the for the air and you essentially the, the those have been shortened so the longer if you have them longer you can you can hold and control more air the shorter they are in theory the less of that is able to be controlled and more spill, spills out that sort of thing so that, that's another way that basically the air more air equals more downforce essentially because you have more resistance on the car there we go that's the basic science behind it yeah. Um, and I think there's another change, but I can't remember what it is. But here we go. And essentially, no, it's to do with the barge board, wasn't it? The barge board was smaller. I thought it was the brake ducts. That's right. I thought it was uh, the rear brake. Ones, yeah, rear brake. The rear brake ducts. They've decreased the number of strakes coming off the back of it. So instead of it being like five, it's now three. Yeah. That's and right. I think I think it's on the rear diffuser as well. There's the strakes that come that channel or that guide the air as they come. It comes away from the diffuser. And I think what they've done is they've cut them down. I think it's like 400 mil from the end of the diffuser back mm -hmm. to sort of reduce the efficiency of the air coming off the back of the diffuser, which inherently then adds to the diff adds to the downforce levels. That's the idea, anyway. I yeah. think it's interesting to note as well the main um, the main team that is against these changes and is lodging complaints to the FIA about it is Aston Martin and not Mercedes. Yes, but I considering saw, I saw are... this on the Dash Race. Uh, his YouTube page, and they were basically saying that is it a question of Aston Martin uh, doing Mercedes dirty work in the sense of they're the ones complaining, so Mercedes don't get pulled into the spotlight after, yeah, I after, suppose, after, maybe. So, after all of last year's, um, should we say, political gesturing between the two teams? Yeah, possibly, potentially, yeah. But it's interesting to say 
this is and this is a quote on, from on a um, Autosport. This is what Toto Wolf had to say on it that uh, he respects he respects the Aston Martin uh, inquiry into the whole thing. Maybe things were targeted at us, and they were collateral damage. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's what Toto said. Um, so he's already basically saying, look, our cars are very similar. So, or they may have been targeted to try and slow them down. It's obviously going to try and slow Aston Martin down as well because the cars are very similar. Tracing point. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's all a bit up in the air at the moment. The FIA, I don't know if they're even going to really have a look into it. I mean, I, they wrote I enjoyed, the rules. I enjoy people's reactions to this. It's basically like, what are you on about? Because what happened was that Aston Martin was saying that they were like threatening legal action and they wanted clarification on the process of the rules i mean they they were the process of the rules they had like majority of teams <laughs> all vote vote all through and then and they were yeah and basically because aston martin have gone from being basically the third fastest car to being i don't know we don't know it's only two, more or less two, near the back it? it's like seventh i suppose yeah uh, it's, it's not that it's not definitely not as fast as other midfield cars um they've just basically thrown a big hissy fit and it's very very funny and basically, and yeah, every, basically every commentator, every news outlet, every single uh, rule maker has just gone, get over it. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, everyone's kind of just almost just saying, well, if you copy a car, this is yeah. what's, what might happen. And not in those words, but that is essentially what most of the people that I've looked at it basically said is that, that if you're going to copy the fastest car then you will probably be slowed down at some point hmm. because the fastest car is going to be trying to they're going to try and slow it down yeah um and i think it happened to ferrari back in the day i'm sure it's happened well it happened to williams in the 90s yeah exactly, um, exactly. it's always the case that the as you say the fastest car will be uh slowed down in some way we'll try and nobble it to try and make the 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 field closer which is good for the racing of course mm. everyone wants a close race um but if you have primarily copied their designs uh or taken inspiration from their designs should i say um <laughs> then you will obviously have that problem as well are you trying to get our legal department there <laughs> yeah i'm just just covering ourselves um, just covering ourselves so yeah that's um that's aston martin it's just just a it's it's just them gesturing to get into the news, isn't it? It's just news cycles. I think it is really, yeah. Uh, it's think, just. I want to say after like Imola, I think they, did they come up with a statement saying that when after the discussions with the FAA, they were satisfied. Uh, satisfied, yeah. I think yeah. They were satisfied with their. Um, if I again, I, I've, got that, I've got that quote here as well. Oh, Speaking it. after the Imola Grand Prix, um, this is uh, Snaf now saying. That he's pretty satisfied what, what all it, the correct it, steps were taken. Otmar Safnell. Ah, uh, I'm going to say you, I always say that. Ah, you didn't say that the first time round. No, uh, you take the piss out of me for pronouncing names, and you come back <laughs> and get it right. <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. I got it right the second time, though, didn't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Otmar was uh, pretty satisfied that all the correct steps were followed in the rule change. And that's a quote. Yeah. So, Basically, they were remi reminded that they were part of part of that rule change. <laughs> oh yeah, it was all yeah. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. Uh, did you say what you were about to say, Chris? I can't remember. Basically, Sam finished it off. Yeah, that's what. In the, the, um, the Aston have basically been told to shut the fuck up and get on with it because it's not changing. And that's why we have the uh, 
the adult content label on our, on our videos <laughs> for language. Um, well, yeah, but... I'm joking, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that, that story is going to disappear in the next coming weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, give, give it like by the middle of the season and nobody will remember it. Speaking what do we think of the race at Imola just before we move on? I don't know if that was the buzzer, it, but what it, do we think of the buzzer. race? Um, it was fine. I thought it was a really good race. I think it was a really good race, and as a highlights package, it's full of stuff. But the problem I have is Imola, as fantastic as it is for smaller categories, I don't think it would meet the needs for F1 in the long term. I think I... give it a dry, put a dry race out there. You can't take the first race because the first race nobody knew anything, so it kind of worked. Mm. The second race, it was pissing it down. It was changing conditions, which always makes an exciting race, even at Monaco. Mm. No, but okay. Whereas I think no, they won. There's, I think it's rained at Monaco before. Anyway, it's not the point. Take Imola, put it in a standard race weekend where it's all dry. Everybody's got full running. Nobody has red flags during practice, etc., etc., etc. And I reckon it'll be a boring race. Uh, we'll come to that. Another see, point. I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'd like. I, I'd like to think that Imola is a good enough circuit that it's still going to make an interesting. There's one overtaking. I know zone, you mean. There's one overtaking. No, but there's oh, yeah. yeah. There's not. You don't need one. There, no, there's only one. Yeah, there's. You only need one. Yes, you only need one to defend. You defend one, and then you're fine. Yeah, because it causes a big crash. That's all good. Right. Let's, yeah, that's that. We could do it. We could talk about that topic, but we're not going to. Um, let's. So, so you you ruined my segue now. Sorry, because because you were going to say about stuff being forgotten about, and I was going to say speaking of stuff that's going to be forgotten about, Extreme E had its first race. <laughs> um, Did it? I didn't even know. <laughs> um, I've watched the three minute highlight package, and I've got no idea what was going on. Sam, enlighten me. Okay, well, I watched qualifying. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting based on quality. The racing was slightly disappointing, but I think that maybe has something to do with the venue as much as anything. So the idea with the Extreme E is that they're kind of like Dakar cars, but electric. Um, so they, I think they've got more electric of a Dakar car. No, well they may have been, but not full, like full electric oh, okay. like this. I think it was a hybrid. Carol. Um. But, uh, yeah, the cars look really cool. They're undoubtedly pretty quick. They'll do about 130 mile an hour on any surface. Well, that's it. Capable my my sleeker would, uh, my sleeker doesn't do that. Exactly. And and this will do it on it sand dust, or ice dust. or dust or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, and I think and it was in a stunning venue in the Saudi desert, in the middle of the Saudi desert. It was very, very cool to see. However... The problem with a desert is the dust and the sand and every and that basically meant that in qualifying, which was one car at a time, it was very, very good because although it was one car at a time, a bit like sort of American style or stage racing, stage rally, um it was uh it was also uh you, the dust didn't matter. When you got to racing, it was essentially whoever got to the first corner first could then see no one else could. Um, they only ran three cars at a time, and then they had the crazy race, which is basically the last last attempt at qualifying, which was uh, four cars or five cars, I oh. think. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, F1. If they have six cars, that's considered a disaster. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, no, I just thought the racing was a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, almost not a non-event. Like it, was, it built up so much, and qualifying was really good. Um, the the course itself was tricky. It was definitely, and it obviously because of the setting of it, it changed as well as the uh, as the race weekend went on. Hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, like for example, in his quali- in his first qualifying run, Sebastian Loeb fell off a sand dune. All right. So just powered back up the side of it and launched the car off the top to, and still managed to qualify like fourth or fifth. Um, the big thing with this is the names that are involved with it, I think. So even if you take out the teams, which are owned by Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg, there's Andretti Auto Sport in there, um, Apt Sport, Ganassi Racing, um, and uh, and a few others as well that, that people may recognise, but Sean probably won't, so there's no point mentioning. Um, so... And then you look at the drivers. So you've got Sebastian Loeb, Carlos Sainz, Johan Christofferson, Timmy Hansen, uh, Jensen Button, Stefan Sarazan. I know all these names. Um, that's what I mean. You know all of these people. Oh. Exactly. All of so these you're missing, people. You're missing one of the most interesting points, and in my opinion, I'm not, I don't quite agree with it, but I understand why it's there, and it's probably really good for the sport, but the fact that the second driver of the, two, of the one car... Is a female. Yes, so all of the teams have to have a male and a female driver, Why? which is a little bit artificial. It's to promote diversity and yeah. equality and to prove that men are about eight seconds quicker than women. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only team where there wasn't a big gap between them was Veloci, which had Jamie Chadwick driving. Um, He's a good peddler. She's a good driver, very good driver. Um, the rest of the female drivers, I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard of. Um, when you look at their credentials, actually, to be fair, a lot of them are sort of rallying or have done quite a lot of racing. I just don't know who they are. Um, like, you see, uh, promoting them. Well, yeah. Yeah, what, that's what true. They, what, how far off were they? Do, do, they were... Do, I, were they I haven't got their... It was quite a little... It was quite a way. Um, but... But it, I think it comes down to experience as well. To be fair, like Carlos Sainz, he's not. A who, girl. It doesn't matter. Yes, but it doesn't matter who his teammate is. They're probably going to be slower. <laughs> yeah, but Carlos Sainz is like fifty-five. Yeah, he's yeah, but he's still rapid. Oh yeah, Christ Almighty! I'd never beat him. <laughs> That's what I mean. And He'd Sebastian, be like ninety, and I still wouldn't be able to beat him. Like <laughs> Sebastian Loeb, his he's teammate is Christina. <laughs> Well, yeah, but his teammate Christina Gutierrez apparently has done Dakar like five times, but we haven't heard of her, and she's racing with Sebastian Loeb, so she's not going to be as quick because because it's Sebastian Loeb, Um, and like Johan Christofferson, World Rallycross Championship, Timmy Timmy Hansen, World Rallycross Champion, their teammates um, have again quite a lot of rallying experience but aren't as aren't as higher level they're not as high profile as the other drivers when you look at sort of the smaller teams and i say in inverted commas smaller 
Jensen Button, his teammate. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Oh, come on. Uh, Michaela Arlin uh, Kutalinsky, I don't know, from Sweden. Um, they were a, a bit closer, for example. Um, Kyle Deluc, or Deluc, or whatever, for Ganassi. Uh, his teammate, Sarah do, Price, do I think she Duke? was... Yes, I do. Um, uh, Sarah Price was actually, was actually <laughs> slightly quicker. Was actually slightly quicker um, in one of the quality runs, but um, then crashed. Oh, was she the one that had the massive rollover? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's quite impressive. No, to be fair, I mean, taking a step back, women motorsport drivers are quick. You look after, you look at, was it that whole female GT team that did Le Mans last year? The one uh, yeah, the leg. Iron... No, yeah, it was like P2, wasn't it? it was, sorry, yeah, it was a P2 team. And they were pretty rapid. And I think there's there's been female GT teams as well. I'm sure there is. There was one that was in... A, yeah, there I is. Think Ferrari was one of them. Yeah, so Iron I Maiden. I have no idea. Yeah, that's one. Um, and, you know, there are genuine scope for female drivers to be properly rapid. It's just when you are putting them up against Sebastian Loeb, Jensen Button... Extra. People like that who are who are and were at the top of their game, they are going to get smashed. And it's not going to make them look any better. No, I do think it's maybe not the best idea they've I mean, it's had. a better idea than having bloody W Series. No, I well, think W Series is good, but no, it's, it's the wrong way of doing it. It's the wrong way of doing it. It's good, but it's the wrong way of doing it. It's not good. It's completely... just. It's just... If you're not beating anyone, as a reference... What no one cares. each other. I mean, I I kind of see what what Sean is saying, but I do kind of agree with Cree as well that actually there is it it needs the credibility though, and it has it can't get that after one season. You can't, you can't aim to have equality in a, in a a dual sex um sport where they can fight on equal terms if you separate them. No, that's true. That is true, uh, and I do agree with that. I think um, we. I don't want to. This, this, this is not the point. We're talking about extreme. Uh, okay. We're moving uh, moving <laughs> away from extreme E here. No, but I think um, the point of WE is to help promote women in motorsport and to show that women in motorsport are maybe not just a, maybe not as good as drivers because inherently the physical attributes of a of a male is a lot more than the physical attributes of a female, but it's to prove that they are there. They can do the job. Or they might not be the fastest thing in the world, but from a, a commercial point of view, which is the bit that matters more than anything, um, they are a viable option. And I think that was the po- uh, that is the point of W uh, of the W series is to prove that women are just as quick, and it is not just a male dominated series. And all right, you want them to go up against men, but the problem is with them when you're looking from a like a grassroots like parting and so on and so forth. They just don't get the sponsorship because the sponsors realise that they're not going to get very far up the tree. Historically, they're not going to get very far up the tree. So if you give them an outlet to get up to the tree, commercial sponsors are going to be like, right, well, we'll start investing in these people. Whereas with men, they sort of go, well, we're just going to invest in men because we know that give enough investment and time, you could be an F1 driver. And I think that's probably the more of the, the, the viewpoint you should look at as opposed to Oh well, let's just put them in this 
in equal opportunities. Well, they are going to have equal opportunities on track. It's the stuff away from track that gets them up to F1 that they're not equally because they've just not had the exposure men do. But give them time. Anyway, Rosberg X Racing anyway. won the XT Extreme E opener. Right. Um, uh, third topic. Have we decided what we're doing yet? IndyCar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about IndyCar. Right. Roman Grosjean had a fantastic weekend, and I'm so happy for him. Yes, IndyCar had their season opener at Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, the second... Second? Yeah, second season of their aero screen, I think. Yep. Yeah. 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 And it was a really good race. It was a good race, wasn't it? Um, it's. It, I don't think... Have they started at Barber before? Uh, I don't think they have. Much. I've only ever seen them start at St. Pete. I was going to say they only ever tend to start at St. Pete, mm. um, which well, is incidentally they're, they're going this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the second race of the season is there. Um, so yeah, Bar Motorsports Park is great venue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good circuit. Um, suits IndyCar very well. It's, if anything, bikes. a little bit. Well, they, yeah, they, I think they, if they, anything, they it's maybe us. a little bit. It's maybe a bit small for Indy now. The cars are so quick, but. Um, but it's the stunning venue. It looks great, and and it's a good circuit, nonetheless. Um, should we start with qualifying? Sure. Oh, how yeah. people got yeah, on? You only want to say that because Patrick O'Ward was on pole, and McLaren yeah, was on pole. Yeah, exactly. Go on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we obviously with um, with IndyCar, you have the the grouped qualifying. So you have round one and round two for group one, or round one, group one, group two. Then round two for the fastest twelve drivers, uh, and then the fast six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Group One, Alex Palou was quickest, um, just a ten, no, a hundredth quicker than Will Power. Just spoiler alert: Alex Palau, excellent, excellent, excellent job. Really wicked, really we'll yeah, such a good weekend, we'll wasn't that, it? But We'll talk about some rookies as well. Scott McLaughlin, fourth yeah, in here. The really small name for just just starting out rookies. Yeah. Well this <laughs> this year's there's three rookies in this year's IndyCar series. Who's and there's the Scott youngest? McLaughlin, Jimmy Johnson, and Roman Grosjean. I think it's Scott McLaughlin is the youngest. Um but it can't be too much between him and Roman. Um but yeah, Roman Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson. As well as Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin's what a two-time Supercars champion. Uh, Scotty's at least three. Okay, yeah. Jimmy Johnson is a seven-times NASCAR champion, and Roman Grosjean used to race in, in F1, as I'm sure we're aware. Um, but yeah, uh, Roman had a great weekend mm-hmm. qualifying. He was second in his group, and he was only a hundredth slower than. Paddo Ward in the Arrow McLaren SP, um, which he's in what his uh, his third full season or second full season? Paddo Ward. Uh, Well, it's his second and a half. Okay. He had a a very short stint uh, two years ago before he went to try uh, F2 and didn't do very well. Yes, and that didn't work out very well, and he's come back. Yep. but to be fair, he was kind of thrown at the deep end with that as well. He I was, think but he, was he was the champion of champions by then. Yeah, that was. Like, um, that was a, I remember that day. That was great. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so we move on to round two, um, which is the fastest twelve drivers from those first two rounds, which had Pado Ward at the top, Will Power second, 
uh, and Alex Palou in third. Marcus Ericsson, another race F1 driver, uh, was fourth. Let's have a quick rundown. Oh, oh, oh. I just realised we get to see Grosjean get hit by Ericsson again. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. maybe. <laughs> or not. Or not, or not as the case may be, yeah. Um, I wonder if that joke's going to come up anytime soon. It, it has um, to. It absolutely I has think, to. I have a feeling it may have already happened on Twitter because I've, I could have sworn I've seen Marcus Ericsson. When, when Grosjean announced he was doing IndyCar, I think Marcus tweeted and said something along the lines of looking forward to hitting you again this year or something <laughs> silly like that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, we had uh, Brit Jack Harvey in the Fast 12 as well in the Meyer Shank machine. Um so, yeah, he's the top-rated British driver in IndyCar so far this year. Uh, then we got to the Fast 6, where we have Pano Ward on pole in the McLaren. Um, it's not really a McLaren, but we'll gloss over that. Um, Alex Rossi didn't have a win at all last year. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that, because it was said. It was. It was said. Uh, and it's surprising. I assumed he would have had at he least had one. He awful year last year. He didn't didn't do well, but he's a very very good driver. Did he and still finished like in... fifth overall or something. That's what I mean. He did. He did really like quite well in the championship, despite having no wins at all. Um, Alex Pelot third on the grid. Will Power was fourth. Scott Dixon fifth. Um, sixth was Marcus Ericsson. Okay, came ninth. But never mind. Um, yeah, but uh, Roman Grosjean seventh on the grid. Top rookie. Um, did a great job and then we got to where is oh I haven't got the race result here where, well, I'm on the Wikipedia page and I haven't got the race result What? how it's, for, it's like championship standings at the bottom I haven't got it why not okay Alex, I don't know Alex Palau absolutely dominated well to start off with Patricia Award and uh, Alexander Rossi sort of went flying off, off the front Palau was in third and uh, he jumped them at the pit stops Yes, yeah. we had a big crash on lap one as well, didn't we? With did. um, Ryan Hunter Ray dropping it. Well, Actually, no, who it was, was it that dropped it? New Garden. It was New Garden that dropped it, and Hunter Ray. In fairness to New Garden, he did get a touch of oversteer as he went over the rise. Yeah. His car, his car jumped. It, yeah, he pushed it out. <laughs> he pushed it out wide onto the grass, and then it turned him into traffic, which unfortunately caused a massive accident. Took out yeah, there was Ryan quite Hunter a few. Ray, Colton Hurton, and Felix Rosenquist. Yeah. Um, and this is the only time I think so far, well, I say so far this season, we've only had one race where Jimmy Johnson's prior experience has probably come into handy of avoiding crashes, um, which yeah. is what you have to do in NASCAR. Um, so, yeah, he managed to get through that one relatively unscathed, um, although didn't do particularly well after that. He, he did old. beat Max Chilton. Yeah, but that's he not did difficult. beat Max Chilton. <laughs> no, that's not, not too <laughs> difficult. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Ryan Hunter Ray as well afterwards said he was undoubtedly saved by the aero screen because he did he would have got hit in the face by Joseph Newgarden's car. And those firestones. Yeah. Whether you drive, drive a firestone, as they say. Yeah. Um, as they say. But uh, Oh, I'll get hit in the face by one. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be hit I've hit in the face by a firestone. No, no I probably wouldn't either. I don't no. imagine it would have done a lot. And apparently it did um which is interesting. You know the like that central bit that looks a bit like the halo on the inside of the yeah. aero screen. That bit became detached. Really? So that broke that broke off, but the actual screen itself held its rigidity, which is good. What can I say? It's just red red bull build fragile things. They clearly, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um 
yeah, it just shows that these things, these systems that we put in place to protect drivers work. Yeah, well, as, as we said, said before, with like big crashes, it's always better to have something break than have the energy go through and hit yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's a very good point. Dissipates energy, but I'm sure that's probably not what at all what the <laughs> was intended. But not it, in that but case. That, that's but... uh, that it, it is a two way argument. Uh, yeah. So the race was actually really good because Alex Palau, uh, Will Power, Scott, some bloke called Scott Dixon. I'm not sure what what, what he's going to do through the year. I think you know probably end up like 12th overall. Uh, they they had a big race themselves. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais. I don't think I don't think he's ever going to do anything in America. <laughs> um, no, we had we had basically a lot of the big names were at the front. Rossi, as we said, was there before he sort of ended up ninth somehow. Uh, Grosjean was towards the 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 front pack early on. Uh, yep, the ten finish for him, pretty good. It's all right for for an opening race. I'll, I'd take yeah. that personally. Top rookie. Your first race, why not? Yeah. Um, to Kumisato thirteenth, Chris. That's not good. Yeah, but Sato's never been good during road races. He's defending race winner. Just, just, yeah, just... He won there last time. Yeah, all right, I'll take that. McLaughlin <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 14. Just wait until Indy, Indy 500, that's all. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna he'll, be, he'll be a three-time Indy winner, guarantee it. That'll be, that'll win. He's, he's won me so much. He's, definitely not, he's probably not going to win the Indy 500 again, let's be honest. No, probably not. <laughs> no, I think um, he dares in the Well, he, he can start to retire now that um, Yuki Tsunoda... Um, is uh, <laughs> is, is yeah. Is now that up. Japan has now that Japan has another driver, <laughs> he can Takuma can retire. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's Kobayashi <laughs> Matsushita. Yeah, but they're not they're not as good as him, are they? No. Oh, Kobayashi was all right. No, we're near as good as Sato. He nearly won at Suzuka. Nearly. Well, he didn't though, did he? he came third. He came on the podium. I mean. <laughs> Did Takuma ever win a race? I don't think he, he did. He did came he? third at Indianapolis. No, 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 no. Oh, did he? Yeah. 2004. Oh, well, that's a, I'll take it. So there. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, you've done with it, yeah? Yeah, so, no, that, so that's our 10 minutes of us arguing. Uh, basically, the Indy, Indy car race is really good. You should watch it. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, where's the next race? St. Pete. St. Pete, this weekend. And then they go to one of the only ovals, which is Texas, Texas. One there's and only Texas a of... Two. Yeah, so. there's only actually a couple of ovals, isn't there? Texas, um, Indy, uh, Gateway, and Worldwide Technology Center, Gateway, Portland. No, where's no Portland's a road course. Gateway, where are you reading? Gateway, round fourteen. Oh right, yeah, Worldwide Technology Center in Illinois. Um, uh, yeah. Portland's a road that's course. A, that's a surprisingly low number of ovals. Yeah, they, I think India trying to. Uh, there was out. a bit of, there was a bit of um, sort of kick up on this, wasn't there? Uh, on social media of the Americans saying, "Why are there not more ovals?" And blah blah blah. Just bring blah, back blah, Font- but... Fontana, best oval. Mm, I actually would quite like to see him return to Pocono. Now that the cars are a bit safer, I think it will be good. Because it's a cool circuit. Fuji. Not Fuji, Mategi. Yeah, Mategi would be cool, wouldn't it? I think you can run at Mategi. I think they've never fixed the tr- the oval. What do, you mean, what do you mean fixed it? They've never fixed it. Right? The, the reason that nobody runs at Mategi on the oval anymore is because there was an earthquake 
think the 2011 I think it was the 2011 earthquake basically shook the foundations of the oval when it like passes over the, the actual racetrack or something like that and it would cost too much to fix it so they're not if bothered only, if and only Mateki was owned by a multi-billion dollar company <laughs> jo- Jonathan Palmer off you go <laughs> You know, you know what though. Honda should buy it and then have the Honda Grand Prix there. Yeah. Rather yeah, Honda than um... Mategi and Suzuka. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Maybe Toyota should buy it off Honda. Oh no, that, Nissan need a home track. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Nissan don't have a home track. Please. I was mostly thinking because then Honda provide engines for IndyCar, so there'd be more of an incentive for them to bring IndyCar there. Or maybe they? Nissan could do something interesting. Actually, have a motorsport program. Which is what, Nissan do something interesting, don't make me laugh. The <laughs> last thing, last, they've got the GTR has been around for 13 years. That's the last thing they ever did interesting. Yeah. Well, there's a GT LM Nismo. Yeah, that's just come out this year because that's totally different. Isn't what, 2015? No, there's a new GTR this year. No. There is. That's going to do it for this one. edition. Thank you for Chris <laughs> and Sam for joining me. Uh, we Next month, Month of May. It's gonna be fun. Month of May. It's gonna be brilliant. I'm well excited. Can't wait. Oh, a last thing in other news, uh Glick and House are gonna miss the sp- the opening round of spa. Disappointing. Yep. Uh and by colours are gonna do their testing programme soon. So yes, that's good. Uh 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 bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. 